The strike of around 24,000 workers at the gold mining operations of Sabanya Stillwater has now entered its seventh week. The parties are at a stalemate as the unions are demanding a monthly increase of 1,100 rand while the mine is offering 850 rand. The workers have already collectively lost more than a billion rand in wages. However, it has recently emerged from the company's annual report that Sabanya Stillwater CEO Neil Froneman has received remuneration of 300 million rand in its latest financial year. The bulk of this package was the proceeds of a share scheme amounting to 264 million rand. His basic salary and bonus for the period was around 20 million rand. James Wellstead is on the line. He's head of investor relations at Sabanya Stillwater. James, thank you so much for joining me. Just firstly, what is currently the status of the negotiations? We are still engaging with the unions, but we are at a bit of a stalemate. We met yesterday in a meeting with the unions that was facilitated by the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy, Minister Mantashi, and we will be meeting again on Thursday. But at this stage, we haven't really made too much of an advance. The unions are sticking quite rigidly to their demands. We have, over the course of the last 11 months that we've been negotiating, increased our offer about seven times to the current 850 rand a month over three years. But the unions have uh, been quite rigid in their demands and have not made much move at all. In percentage terms, what are the amounts on the table? What does the 1,100 rand a month you know, represent in percentage terms as opposed to the 850 rand you've put on the table? It's a little bit complicated because uh, the different levels in the company are in different amounts. But essentially, if we look at entry-level employees where we are trying to close that gap between entry level and obviously management level. The offer effectively amounts to about 7.8% in the first year, 7.4% in the second year, and 6.8% in the third year. The union demands are more like double digits, so it's close to 10% in the first year and over 9% in the next two years. So well above inflation, and uh, you know we're obviously already having to absorb significantly higher than inflation costs electricity from Eskim and other input costs. So we really just can't as an industry continue to give above inflation wage increases. But it seems like it's going well in the gold sector. And as we can see from Neil Froneman's package where he really benefited from the increase in the share price and he received around 264 million rands worth of proceeds from that share scheme. You know, I'm sure that does create some discontent amongst unions where on the one side the company is pleading poverty and on the other side some of the execs are getting a lot of money. So the performance of the company is more being driven by the PGM operations. As you know, we started off as a a South African gold company with three assets in South Africa in 2013. And we've grown the business since 2016 significantly into an international diversified mining company. The gold assets are actually quite marginal. The difference in the demands that the unions are asking compared to our offer amounts to about 44,000 rand a kilogram of additional costs. And that effectively would wipe out our margin at the gold operations. And that would push them into a loss-making position. And that, again, would impact on the sustainability of the operations, the life of the operations. And that would have implications for employment. It would impact on other stakeholders who rely on the operations, like communities and suppliers, etc. So we need to consider all of that. 
Mr. Froneman's remuneration that you mentioned, increases for senior management over the last couple of years have been fixed at inflation or around inflation, about 5% a year. But obviously, like most other listed companies and all industries, there is a component of variable pay, which is also included and often linked to performance and meeting certain KPIs and uh, return of value. And uh, we obviously have performed very well in the last few years. So about 267 million of that amount was due to uh, shares that had been awarded in 2018 when our share price was 11 rand 44 and uh, vested in, in March 2021 when our share price had increased to 72 rand. So that's a 560% increase in value or the share price. And our market cap in the last 10 years has grown from about 10 billion to, you know, between 150 and 200 billion over the last couple of months. So there's been a significant increase in value, and that's been reflected in the shares that uh, Mr. Fernman and other executives obviously were awarded as part of the incentive uh, remuneration. We have offered the unions a profit share arrangement for employees in the past, but that's been rejected outright every time we've brought it up. So employees did not benefit from the increase in share price and according to you because unions didn't like the idea? They're not really interested in negotiating or discussing profit share arrangements. Employees have benefited to some extent through existing employee share option schemes and also through other black empowerment ownership structures that we've got at our operations. But when we negotiate with the unions, they're quite loath to include these kind of variable incentives in the discussions. But wouldn't that make sense? Because then everybody benefits from the spike in share price the company has experienced. As I said, I mean, we've tried to raise this. We think the solution to the challenges that we face is really to enter into a social compact with all stakeholders, government, communities, our employees and the unions, and uh, work together to secure the sustainability of the industry. But again, as I said, this is not always uh, received with as much enthusiasm as we would think. Is there a difference between the remuneration structures of the gold mining versus the platinum operations? Similar structures, but, uh, you know, obviously the PGM operations have been quite profitable in the last year or two, so they would have benefited from bonuses. The gold operations, as I said, we've suffered various disruptions in the last couple of years, including the five-month strike that AMCU called in 2018-2019, which has impacted on the performance of the gold operations. And that would obviously have had an impact on remuneration at the gold operations. But still, the 300 million rand package is eye-watering, especially in the context of South Africa, where our inequality levels are the highest in the world. Can you put that into context? We're a global and international company. We're listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We're competing on the global platform with other international companies. And, you know, our CEO remuneration or, or executive remuneration is consistent with that similar companies of that nature. As I said, I mean, a large proportion of the amount that you mentioned, the 300 million, was due to value that we've added over the last couple of years. 
our market cap has gone from 10 to over 150 billion rand. That's significant value that's been created. And we've grown the business into an international business. So that's the result of that. I mean, I think going forward, you have to ask whether the likelihood of us again increasing our share price by 560%, it's probably quite small. So the point about this kind of remuneration is that you do well when you add a lot of value, but if you don't add value, you don't do as well. What the unions are demanding is increases that are above inflation that will now be fixed in our cost base for the life of the operations. So an extra billion rand a year over a 13-year life, that's 13 billion of additional costs that we'll have to incur over the next 10 to 13 years of the life of the operations. And that's a very different picture to a 300 million incentive that was earned through share price outperformance. There is a lot of talk about executive remuneration in South Africa, and there are proposals on the table that there needs to be a formula which limits the amount senior executives earn relative to the lowest paid workers to reduce equality within companies. Do you have a policy on that? We don't because, you know, obviously we, like any other company, we need to attract appropriate uh, management talent in order to ensure that we have a sustainable and viable business that can continue to create value. And we're competing globally. We're not competing within South Africa. And I think this is a challenge that all South African companies are facing is the exodus of skills and experience from the country. So we need to remunerate people accordingly. What we are trying to do is to reduce that gap, though. As I said, we've been offering above inflation increases, and we have done again in this round, to entry-level employees in order to try and close that gap. But I think this is not a kind of debate that's only happening in South Africa. It's a debate that's happening worldwide. And I'm not sure we're in a position to really give a comprehensive solution to that debate. Workers have apparently lost more than a billion rand in wages. They've lost that collectively. And that is a a massive amount. And I see that you've been quoted in the media that uh, you've done research and believe that most of the workers want to return to work. On what did you base that research? We've had internal polls where we've had feedback from the workers. We've also seen a significant uh, number of resignations from the NUM and AMCU, which are the striking unions, of employees who are not in favour or supportive of the strike. In fact, some of the unions held polls or secret ballots before they embarked on the strike. And we know that at Beatrix, for instance, as was announced by the CCMA, the NUM members actually rejected the strike and voted against it. But the leadership of the union decided to give us notice of the strike, even at those operations where it was voted against. So that's an indication of what we see, the lack of support from employees. And the reality is that this strike has now continued for almost two months, and employees have basically lost three years of the benefits that would have accrued to them from the offer that we have made to the unions. So effectively, they'll get nothing over the next three years from the increase that we've offered. And that's, uh, you know, extremely unfortunate because employees are the ones who are taking the brunt. How in the past has Sabanya Stillwater's relations been with uh, unions and workers? On the ground, we continue to engage regularly and we have, you know, obviously honest relationships and we work quite well together with the unions. But again, at the leadership levels, there's often different agendas and different rationales for some of the actions that are taken. So, 
We have had uh, our issues. Uh, we obviously had a five-month strike at the gold operations in 2018 to 2019. That was called by AMCU. And eventually AMCU called it off after five months and accepted the offer that we had already agreed with the other unions five months before. So it has been characterized by a bit of confrontation. But, uh, you know, on the ground, we've been working quite well with the unions. The assets that we've acquired and turned around, you know, we've been running very smoothly and integrated very smoothly. And are those operations standing still at the moment? And if so, what is the impact on the group? So the gold operations are standing still. Uh, we haven't produced from them since the strike began and we locked employees out the next day. So there's an impact. But uh, gold is a smaller part of our group now since we've uh, grown significantly into the PGM and now into the battery metal space. Gold only accounted for about 6% of our EBITDA last year. So, you know, the impact is not as significant as it would have been some years ago when gold was a bigger part of our business. James, thanks so much for your time today. That was James Wellstead, Head of Investor Relations at Sabanya Stillwater.